physical media and entertainment from the silver screen to the palm of your hand. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of From Screen to Shelf. As always, my name is Will. I'm here with Gabe and Chase. It is a beautiful Sunday where I am. Hopefully it is where these guys are as well. Oh, yeah. Super nice weather. Yeah, it's cold here, but it's it's a nice day out. It's not raining or anything, so it's great. But it's a perfect day to talk about Marvel and superhero movies in general, not necessarily in regards to uh, the plots of these movies or creatively, but more so the business end of it and kind of where Marvel is right now um, with everything going on, not only in the industry as a whole, but with Disney uh, as a parent company, you know, um, dealing with a lot of financial issues, so to speak, on, on a larger scale. And, and, and with that, you know, Marvel's kind of in a weird place uh, in terms of the direction they're going in and, and, or where they're going at all. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to touch on DC a little bit as well. But without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to these guys. Gabe, I don't know if you want to kind of get us going here and sure. just get right into it. I think the general consensus is there is, I, well, ever since Endgame happened, I think there's been a general consensus that people have not been as engaged. I'll say that because I, I, I was I was going to say maybe it's fatigue. We we're talking about fatigue, but some people say that's debatable. But I would say ever since Avengers Endgame happened, we hit the climax with Thanos and um, we've all been kind of less engaged with Marvel. Um, and at least to me, I, the the thing I want to talk about, kind of like what Will said, is kind of like the business end. It's like what they're doing, what the future is. And right now, I think that they've kind of put themselves in a little bit of a corner. And, and some of this has to do with how much content they're putting out. And also, also the edit, we, we didn't even talk about this, the Disney Plus stuff. You know what I mean? Like you have the movies and you have the Disney Plus content. And it's kind of oversaturating everything, at least in my opinion, where people are becoming less engaged in Marvel overall. Um, and they're not caring as less in terms of what's going on. Um, the Marvels just came out this weekend. Um, what was the numbers again, Chase? I think you said right now it's at 21 million. 21 and a half as of right this second per box office mojo and the numbers. And then projected box office looks like it's 47 to 52 million over the whole weekend, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that's super low for like, yeah. you know, back in, you know, Marvel's you know, peak, I, I, we would say that, like, what the hell's going on with that? Like, I mean, that's significantly low. And I think Will pointed out that that's around the, or was it you, Chase? That's along the lines of, like, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah, it's projected to finish lower than, which is their lowest grossing one. But also, like, I do want to point out, whenever you go back and look at, like, Thor, like, the original run, right? They were all yeah. relatively low, and they rank in the bottom. But that's... That it's it's like a pilot episode, you know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. gather the audience, and which led us to like you were saying with in game. So I mean that's to be expected, but yeah, the craze hasn't hadn't really caught on then, you know. Yeah. I mean we yeah. started off with Iron Man, and then I think Thor was after that, or Incredible Hulk. I forget which one came first, but it, it took yeah. a little while to kind of build that momentum, which is expected. So yeah. and it was around. I, Disney hadn't bought them at that point. I don't think. I think it was still paramount paramount was releasing iron man before yeah paramount was definitely iron man yeah and then i don't remember if thor i mean this is way back when i don't remember if thor was just paramount too but yeah i mean the that that's understandable i mean that's kind of like building the audience like you guys were saying um but when you have someone like i mean the marvels i mean that you have captain marvel she's already had her own movie she's been in uh i don't know i don't know how many avengers movies she's been in probably like two at this point um like she's she's a well established character, so you'd think that the box office would be 
you know, uh, pretty decent for that. And it isn't. And and I think what's going on with Marvel on my end, it, it's they put themselves in a corner with the Disney Plus content and, and the movies that they're putting out. I think right now, at, at the state of Marvel at the end of 2023, you, it, it's it's... It's a property that doesn't know where it wants to go. It has an end goal with the whole Kang Dynasty stuff, but it it doesn't know how it wants to get there. And it's and it's also muddled itself with this multiverse thing where you could pretty much do anything you want and there's no repercussions. You can bring people back, you can, you know, go into other universes, other cinematic universes, so to speak, and there really isn't any anything they can't do and that kind of makes it kind of dull in in my opinion there there's no kind of um there's no direction and there isn't any consequences i heard will talking about this right before we got on there's no real consequences in terms of um some of these some of the actions these characters are taking um and then when you add that on top of the disney plus content which people are already like we're too busy to you know watch all these different shows and all these different Marvel movies to keep up, it, you become exhausted, you become fatigued. And I think that's where I'm at right now. I haven't, I think I need to finish secret wars and Loki season two. Um, but I, I don't have motivation. To. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have any motivation to, and I think that's the, that that's a, that's a problem because when Disney plus came out, they were telling us like, this is just kind of side content. Like you guys, you know, just enjoy it if you want to enjoy it, but you don't really need to, watch it to kind of know what's going on in the trajectory of the MCU. And I, I think that they did the opposite, to be honest with you, because if you didn't watch WandaVision and you jump into like Doctor Strange, you're going to be like, what what the hell's going on? Yeah, exactly. I, and I don't know if Loki's kind of getting there, too. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just at a point of like fatigue. It's just too much coming out um, at one time. It's hard to keep track of, and I also don't think that they have like a set trajectory with what they're doing. They have an end, they have an end goal. They've already said that they want to do the Kang stuff, um, but it, I don't understand how we're getting there. The team's not b- b- being built up. I felt like the you know the the original Avengers. It was just set up so brilliantly with like you know you had these little like teases sprinkled through. You saw kind of like the team merging together. Um, the world was kind of like slowly being kind of you know condensed to where like you know what's going on and what's going to happen with thanos but like here we're just i, I don't even know what, what the hell they're trying to do I, I i'm lost and this is me i just came out of seeing the marvels on thursday night i have no clue what they're trying to do and that movie had it, it really same old marvel crap humor sprinkled through some of the humor's funny but it did nothing for the universe as a whole it did nothing for captain marvel as a character which is what at least I wanted to see. I wanted to see Brie Larson's character, you know, at least kind of go through some shift or through through something, and there was nothing. What would you give it, it out of 10? <sighs> give us your little nutshell review. If it wasn't Brie Larson, man, I, I, Brie Larson's the only, and maybe I'm just like a Brie Larson fanboy, I, I'd probably give it like a a four. God. Yeah. That's low for you, it, man. Yeah, that's like... <sighs> I mean, there's there's definitely some funny parts to it, and it, it, it was fun watching it with people. I mean, people were laughing, they're having a good time. But like overall, when you walk out of that theater and you reflect on the plot and what just happened, you realize that <laughs> it was two hours of nothing. Nothing happened, and that's not something I want to see. And and Captain Marvel's an interesting character, at least mm-hmm. in my opinion. I feel like you can really have some pretty significant and powerful stories that you can come up with her and. No, they 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 brought in you know the Kamala Khan you know Ms. Marvel character, 
which again, if you don't watch the Disney Plus thing, you don't know how that's. I mean, it, it's it's a mess right now, dude. It's just a total mess. But yeah, right now I'm just kind of I'm fatigued at least. I don't know how you guys are feeling about it, but I am definitely fatigued of Marvel. I'm not excited for any Marvel projects that are coming out. The only one is maybe Deadpool three, just because it's so unique and so different. Um, and Blade, because I'm I, I love Blade, and they just announced that they're going for a rated R Blade, which makes me happy but i think that they're doing that because they're starting to recognize that people are tired of the same freaking pg-13 formula yeah you yeah. know humor cgi bad cgi sometimes and Awful. just the same old just kind of like you know the hero beats the villain it's like no i want to I see the villain win sometimes yeah i think that's why thanos was so good because he fucking you know he won <laughs> at the end of uh the first movie i mean he fucking literally won and you walked out the theater like oh shit <laughs> Yeah, like what just yeah. happened, and you don't get that anymore. Yeah, but I'm fatigued. I'm tired. I, at least for me, it's it's superhero fatigue. I don't I don't know what where you guys are at with the chase. Where where are you at with Marvel right now? I think I wouldn't say superhero fatigue um, on my end. Um, I think it's formula fatigue, which you've been saying. You know what I mean? It's formulaic it. fatigue. So. I think uh, we were talking about this and then I was talking to uh, people in the discord. They're like, why are you watching all these awful superhero movies that have come out? And I'm like, well, these are, I haven't, the only one I haven't seen as of right now for Marvel and DC blue beetle and flash for DC. And then Marvel is eternals, um, which I heard there was n really no stake, but I, I'm, I mean, I'm interested in checking it out. I just haven't gotten to it. Right. And then uh, gardens, of the galaxy three, which I know that's a sin. I need to watch that. Oh, I, yeah, I started it like 20, 25 minutes in and I heard that one's great, but that's also its own saga within a saga. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So that mm -hmm. one's kind of its own thing. And that falls outside of that formulaic fatigue that I was talking about. So my biggest complaint, man, is like, I feel like there was a huge shift in the way, because I've, I've kind of been analyzing it, and that's why I say formulaic fatigue more than superhero, because, I mean, there's so many different things you can do with a sci-fi fantasy genre like that, because that is inherently what it is. Now it's kind of considered superhero in its own genre, which you can search movies now by just superhero genre, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. Even outside of Marvel and DC. I think Thor Ragnarok really, really shifted a lot of like how it's done. Um, Taika, I believe that's how you say his name, mm -hmm. um, really shifted a lot. Because then I watched Thor: Love and Thunder, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on record and I'm gonna say that that's the worst Marvel movie I have seen. That movie was trash. Like that's a comedy. It really is. Like yeah. nothing comedy. in there I could take seriously because like whenever a serious moment would happen, like with Jane Foster being sick. Like, that was the most serious thing, but then a, a, a joke, a this, a that, a this, mm -hmm. and a that. Yeah. And the nostalgia trip, oh my god, ACDC's playing, let's go, you know, you know, hell's bells, let's let's do this, you know. And it was just so tiresome. Like, sometimes I want to go in there, like, Deadpool does it so well, you know what I mean? The first two, whether you like the first one more than the second one, I think those are, it's a great duology think it's really, really fun, which, Gabe, I'm with you. I'm really looking forward to three. Ryan Reynolds kills it as Deadpool. There's yeah. just a rhyme and reason, and not everything has to follow the same formula. Um, even things like uh, Ant-Man, which I get, you know, Paul Rudd, a little uh, whippersnapper. That, that's, that, mm -hmm. He got typecasted for that. I, I, I enjoy Ant-Man movies. Hot take, Ant-Man is my favorite one, even though it wasn't directed by Edgar Wright. That was made by Edgar Wright through and through. You know, he was yeah. supposed to direct it. He wrote the entire script. Peyton Reed just took it and embodied Edgar Wright. And you could convince me that Edgar Wright ghost directed that. Like, really, Edgar yeah. Wright's all over that movie. 
And yeah. so that's why it's my favorite one. It was goofy. It was different. It had a different formula while still staying tried and true. And in regards to the current trajectory, man, like I shouldn't have to watch what I believe. I think they, the, the longest running one was eight episodes. I think Falcon and winter soldier ran eight episodes. I don't know yeah, if they're doing long, longer. man. Yeah. Like Falcon and winter soldier was one of the reasons like I, I really couldn't tune in anymore because I think it started off stronger than it ended and it felt like a waste of my time. And yeah. for what, like we haven't gotten anything that necessarily followed up with it. And then by the time that we do get the new captain America, that we do get something that actually follows up with it. I'm gonna have to go rewatch that again, or at least look up a synopsis, you know, um, moon Knight being my favorite superhero since I was a child. Um, I I'm love sorry. Oscar. <laughs> I, I love Oscar Isaac, man. Like he is genuinely ex machina. Um, he did great yeah, in his yeah. supporting role as uh, Poe Dameron in, in Star Wars. I wish he would have had more screen time. Uh, like, I think he's one of the most underutilized and under-tooled actors out there. Like, the dude can act his ass off. The guy is up there in my top five current actors right now. Oh, for sure. And yep. he killed with what he was given. You have freaking Ethan Hawke in there. But again, it's yeah. Marvel, you know? Um, and I dropped out three episodes in. I still don't know how it ended. I heard it ends a little bit stronger. But I, yeah. I'm just not invested is where I'm getting, you know, mm -hmm. for me to have to, like you were saying with Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, I like it. I thought it was a decent movie. I just felt like Sam Raimi was put in a nutshell to have to follow a damn formula. Like you oh, could tell sure. there, like he was put in this damn box and there were so many cool concepts that could have made it a lot more different. And mm -hmm. I still will say that it is the most different Marvel, recent Marvel movie in the in the newer phases. But again, it was still like... If you didn't watch WandaVision, of course you could still kind of watch it. You could look up the Wikipedia synopsis and, and essentially know what's going on, but the buy-in's not there, you know? Not yeah. everybody wants to yeah. sit through three and a half, four hours with the TV shows to have to go and sit through another two and a half, three-hour long movie. You mm -hmm. know, that's almost a seven, six-hour investment for what? Yeah. To walk away disappointed, to walk away semi-happy, to walk away over the moon, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I found some joy in Quantum Mania, but also at the same time, where's the big buy-in whenever it comes to King the Conqueror? When Ant-Man does what he does, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I really don't find a big build-up because it's not like Thanos was introduced before, um, and then you had 11 years of hype around like, oh my God, Thanos is here. Now it's mm -hmm. kind of been done a little bit differently, but you only really need to see Quantum Mania out of all of these movies. You know, that that's essentially where I'm yep. getting. So where's the buildup? Is it another 10-year plan? So now we're going to have to have 20, 25 years plus all these TV shows plus this oversaturated market. Like yep. that's really where I'm getting. Like it, phase one, two, I believe it in uh, Avengers Endgame ended with three. three. Okay, yeah, so yeah. you had three, three phases three. Yeah. that was super formulaic with some tried and true remedies in there. Of course, they didn't hit the mark all the time. But for the most part, it, it, it's kind of like what we were talking about. I believe it was the last episode where we were talking about uh, a different subject where it was like, write this all out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or no, it was the David Gordon Green, you know? Oh, yeah, so yeah. You write oh, these all movie. out and yeah. then have a for, like a, a copacetic, like just, just make it formulaic, make it tried and true and stick to the vision, right? It feels like yeah. they're just sticking undercooked spaghetti on the wall and trying to figure out if it's cooked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's really what it feels like. And I'm not invested. When a Marvel movie comes out, it's more like, oh, like when the Marvels came out, I knew it was coming, but it's like, oh, it's out. 
Yeah. Why didn't they just come out with Secret Wars or whatever the new Marvel show is on Disney Plus like last week? Like, what do I need to know? I got to look up what I need to know, what I need to catch up on. And I'll probably just end up passively watching it at best, you know? Yeah. Is that Secret Invasion? Yeah, Secret Invasion. Yeah. Secret Invasion. Yeah, I keep calling it Secret yeah. Wars. Secret yeah, Invasion. Secret Sam Invasion. Jackson. Yeah. And see, I'll go watch that because I love Sam Jackson. You know, he yeah. get he gets me to buy in on most things. Yeah. And he's in he's in the Marvels and and he has he has I don't want to say significant screen time but he's in it quite a bit yeah and, I mean he's he's always great as Nick Fury it, it's just the problem like what you said Chase it's like you have this formula that it, it's it's you know what to expect and yeah. I think that 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 ends up kind of leaking through to like the plot and and the villains that they're using like and I think that's always been a critique with Marvel is like they they just have some of the worst villains that. They're, they're super forgettable. Like, you don't remember what their motivations were um, outside of maybe, like, Thanos and, and the big ones. But, um, but yeah, it, it's I, I agree with you, man. I, I, I agree with that assessment. When we start talking about DC, I'll maybe chime in on what you said about whether it's formula fatigue or superhero fatigue. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't know. At least on my end, I, I feel like it's still kind of it's turning into superhero fatigue. But, yeah. Yeah. But we both sound like we're tired. <laughs> You know, for sure, because, like, I shouldn't have to keep up with so much. You know, Star Wars is at least semi-manageable. It wasn't there for a little while. Felt like there was so much coming out for Star Wars on that. But they've really toned it down, you know. Uh, I think they realized what they were doing. And here with Marvel, which um, comes up to, like, the next point, we're going to get a little bit of a break depending on how, like, with the strikes ending and stuff like that, which is a whole different talk track. But the only actual Marvel Studios produced movie that's going to be coming out next year is Deadpool 3 slated for the end of next year because everything's got pushed back. So maybe that might need to be the break, but knowing how they work, they might try to pump out three or four different TV shows, you know, which three to four different TV shows. And then it used to only be one, two movies a year, and then it became two consistently. And then I think they were even dropping three a year at one point. Mm -hmm. God, that's I think just this year was three. I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, yeah, Guardians, Ant Man, Guardians, and Marvels. Yeah, yeah, Marvels, Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then Black Panther was last year. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't watch that getting, one too. Yeah, that one was solid. I mean, I, I, I was super excited for that one just because uh, Black Panther is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's great. Um, yeah. Uh, but then obviously like you lose Chad, Chadwick Boseman. And I, I think that honestly threw a big wrench too. I don't know how, you know, how much they wanted Black Panther in this new kind of phase. Cause I know he was well-received and people loved that movie. And maybe that kind of made things wonky too. You had probably this plan for Black Panther to be in all these movies and then he passes away. It, yeah. it, it's tough. Yeah. Well, what about you, man? A, I, well, on Chad Boseman, real quick, yeah. he had such a charismatic presence too. You know, oh, it was just sure. one of those kind of, I mean, I don't want to compare him to Heath Ledger. I mean, we shouldn't compare anybody like that to anybody, but uh, yeah, he just, he embodied that role. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of resonated with a lot of people though. So to lose somebody like that so young, you know, and that's, that's unexpected and shocking, you know, it's hard to pick up the pieces after that. Yeah. Um, where are you at with, yeah. with Marvel? Yeah. As far as where I'm at, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you guys have said, to be honest. I, I will say this. I haven't been as invested in in Marvel like I have with with other franchises. Um, Superhero movies have never really been like a thing for me. I've never I mean, I've I've enjoyed a lot of the Marvel movies. Iron Man is still, I think, one of the most unique movies they've ever put out. And I think Robert Downey Jr. uh, 
he just kind of transcends that role. He was made to play that role, kind of like with Paul Rudd for Ant-Man. You know, I will say this, at least with the first three phases, or I should say, I'll classify it as the Avengers run, like the initial yep. Avengers mm-hmm. run. You know, those first 10, 15 years, they they really had a lot of success with finding characters, or I should say actors to embody these characters incredibly well. You know, even mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson with Black Widow, um, you know, Hemsworth as Thor. I mean, it, they they had a lot of success with that. And I'll, I'll get back to that in a second, because I, I also think it has to do with digestibility, right, yep. and, and household mm-hmm. names. Um, that's part of the reason why I think that initial run was so successful um, and resonated with, I, I will say, audiences outside of your traditional, like, superhero, like, comic book fan crowd, right? Yeah. Um, those movies just had so much appeal once that momentum got going because you had these these really well-known actors playing these roles. And and Marvel and Disney, you know, kudos to them. They really had a game plan uh, with, with that first run, right? And and like you were saying, Gabe, it, they're kind of at a place now where I feel like th- there's not really a game plan. Like there is, but there isn't, you know? And I just don't think they have the star power that they had uh, with that first run. You know, it, they have some good names in there. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with Jonathan Majors. I mentioned this to you guys the other day. I think he's an incredible actor, an incredible talent. Mm-hmm. And my concern is that, like you guys were saying with some of the other people involved, it, it just feels like a lot of wasted opportunities, right? More so now than it was with that initial run. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't even seen most of the movies in the initial run-up to Avengers Endgame. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame, right? And I still really enjoyed those movies, and I think that was part of, I guess you could say, the convenience about that initial run is that I didn't feel like I had to watch every movie. Whereas now, it's almost like you feel like you need to do that, and we were talking about this before. Uh, I consider myself more of a casual fan, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm not as invested as you guys are. I don't want to have to do that. You know, yeah. that's that's a lot of time that I have to invest just to play catch up. And for what? You know, something that's repetitive that I've seen before. I mean, that's it's it's a big ask to watch something that I'm not really going to walk away from with anything. I'm, I'm just not going to get anything out of it at this point. Right. Uh, at least for for most of what they're putting out. I just think that they're at the point where the quality has suffered a bit and I'm not saying there's good stories in in these latest phases I'm not saying that there's gems in there that are that are really well done and entertaining I just feel like it's at a point where I speak for a lot of people where it's just it's a big investment to make for like minimal return or or minimal reward right whereas with that first run the build up was just done so well you had actors that were well known that were that were resonating with audiences you had characters that were more mainstream that were more mm-hmm. digestible um that had a lot of crossover appeal so i, I just think they kind of knocked it out of the park with that initial run and since then it's just it just hasn't i don't know if they're going to get back there and i guess we'll we'll talk about that next and like what they're going to be able to do and, and how they're going to try to get back there because i mean as a studio you yeah you want those numbers again you know you you yeah. want end game numbers you want infinity war you want to get back to that place and kind of you know, revive that, but I just don't know if if that's going to happen, at least not for a while. I don't know if it's superhero fatigue. I, I agree with, I think, Chase, you said it. It's just formula fatigue. You know, it's just been played out so many times where it, it's just not going to work anymore like it used to. Um, and I think there's a self-inherent problem with that where 
like you guys were saying as well, it, it limits creativity. Yeah. You know, when you have to use the current film that you're releasing to set up for a movie like mm -hmm. the next movie or two movies from now, well, we can't really do this because we have to make sure that we have this story set up so that we can finish it off in this film, you know, a year from now. It just it just limits the ability to really make bold choices with characters and, and plots and, and stories. And so I think that's part of it, right? Uh, when I watch a movie... Not only, I mean, we talk about this all the time. I want a good story. I want, I want good plot. I want good characters. But with, with, with great movies, there's, in some cases, a finality to them where you know that the choices that people make, or in this case, characters make, are going to have consequences, right? With Marvel movies at this point, I don't get that sense. You know, the mm, stakes yeah. are not there. You know, the, 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 there's no danger. There's no risk involved. Right. It's just kind of it just kind of plays out and you don't you don't really feel anything or connect with anything that's happening. And I was kind of resonating with what Gabe was saying about the Marvels, where it's just kind of like, you know, it has its moments where it makes you laugh. And like maybe there's a little bit of emotion in there here and there. But overall, you kind of walk away from it going, OK, well, what exactly happened in that movie? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 that's part of the that's part of the big problem, you know, with those first films like Iron Man, I always point back to that movie because it was the first movie that Marvel had put out, but it's the movie with the strongest sense of identity. Yeah. It had sure. its own identity. And I think that's large, largely due in part to the fact that, you know, they weren't trying to set anything up. They were just trying to take a chance and, and hope that it worked. And, you know, we're just going to go out there and make this movie. And, you know, they brought in John Favreau, who's an incredible talent. I think that has a lot to do with Iron Man's success. Yeah. He is just anything yeah. that that guy works on is is successful yeah mm -hmm. um but you had robert downey jr and you just had marvel who was in a position where this was like a big thing for them because this was like okay we're gonna officially start making movies and try to try to do our our comic books and our characters justice um but i just think that's a big problem is that a lot of these newer films they don't have a sense of identity separate from the marvel universe yeah you know yeah. um and i, I think they just exactly have to find a better way of doing that yeah, I think I think you hit, hit the nail on the head right there, man. I think that these movies cannot they can't have their own identity because they're so Boxed intertwined in. with what's happening with like the rest of the Marvel Universe. So like and uh, Kevin Feige, I think he's the one the overlord of Marvel uh, who yeah. kind of, you know, oversees all these movies. And I mean, uh, kudos to him because I, I don't know how he keeps track of everything. You know what I mean? Because like literally like can you imagine like. Like saying, you know, like, oh, in this movie, like, I, I fucked up because in this movie I did this. Like, you literally have to keep track of every single thing you do. Because if you do something that kind of goes against any kind of canon that you've already kind of established, you're screwed. And that, that's yeah. a stressful job. And, and, and I think... I think they kind of need to get back to the basics of just giving these heroes their own identity and kind of not setting up a, a universe, so to speak. Like what you said, like using these as stepping stones to get to the next movie. Um and and right now, kind of like I, I know Will had touched on this, maybe we can talk about like trajectory of, of Marvel right now. Jonathan Majors, that's also up kind of in limbo yeah, because of what's going up. on with him. Yeah, legally. So like, uh, do you use him? Do you not use him? He's a he's an incredible freaking actor. I think he was a great choice. He's as great. Like the next follow up is like, you know, for Thanos, I think like they they, are, they nailed it they're great at casting people marvel yeah, is, yeah. is really great at casting people they're just not great at utilizing the, the talents that they bring in like so yeah. jonathan majors i mean 
I don't know where you guys are at. I know this is probably a touchy subject for some people. I'm kind of at the point where it's just like you use them. You know, you use them until maybe I know that the court stuff's in limbo right now. I, I don't yeah. know when they're going to have an outcome legally, but um, yeah. you use them until then. Because right now I, I don't have, at least as a, you know, for me as a fan, and I've been going to every single movie that's been coming out. That's probably the biggest thing I'm excited for. And, you know, Jonathan Majors, X-Men and Deadpool. Those are like yeah. the biggest thing I'm, I'm excited for. And if you take away Jonathan Majors as Kang... What do you have? It's just yeah. a wasted. You have a whole wasted movie, you know. Yeah. So like, I actually will. You brought up something amazing that I didn't get to touch on because I was going to bring up Gabe. You already brought up like the first thing I was going to bring up was like what what's going to be the trajectory of Jonathan Majors. Honestly, I don't know. You know, I feel like that that that's a thing that the studio should decide and then just let the fans react. I don't really think I have a proper input on that one. Mm-hmm. I think he killed it as King, you know, like golly, yeah. the range of emotions he had to have playing multiple Kings with different personalities yeah. showed his skill sets mm-hmm. as an actor. But I also wanted to pose this to you as well, Will, because you brought up a great point. Like RDJ was r- well known at that point. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't think he was a household name by that point, but a lot of people knew about Robert Downey Jr. because he had his own issues. You know what I mean? I think it was at the turn of the century. He had some issues. Yeah. And then Scarlett Johansson was well known. I believe Mark Ruffalo was decently well known. But they also mm-hmm. is like, again, Gabe, you brought up a great point. They have um, a great skill set of taking somebody with no history. Chris Hemsworth, right? I think he had a couple yeah. of starring roles. It, literally. Uh, his trajectory went up overnight. Popularity went up overnight. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. I believe he had a lot of really great roles, but he wasn't a household name until Black Panther, mm-hmm. you know? Same yeah. with Tom Holland. I didn't know who the hell Tom Holland was. You know I mean? He was young, you know? Right, uh, whenever right. he first became Spider-Man and then was thrown into Civil War and stuff like that. Um, so you had a lot of buy-in with these people that like, God, this is Thor. Oh, this is Iron Man. You know, and then you get 10 yeah. years. Like a lot of people were watching this as young adults, teenagers, kids growing up with these movies and seeing them evolve. And I just don't think yeah. the movies and like, you know, some of the cast are done. Some of them are still there. The movies aren't evolving with the audience, right? Because unless they're just yeah. trying to essentially capture that same cycle, hey, we still want to go capture new age kids new teenagers, newer young adults. And I think they're kind of leaving the people that have the buy-in, like, you know, ourselves and stuff like that, that have been growing up with these, watching them evolve. I'm not watching the movies evolve, you know? Mm, Um, Some of the new cast and stuff like that. Like, it's not like I have anything wrong with them. Like I said, Oscar Isaac is, to me, top five actors out in in the modern era right now, to me, personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think you're bringing up a great point, both of you guys. I wanted to touch on that, you know, um, because they have a habit of making people stars overnight. You know, they are great yeah, at right. casting. So it's not necessarily there's a character issue. Uh, I really mm-hmm. think it's a story and trajectory issue for the most part. And then mm-hmm. to your point, Gabe, the last report I read, at least I think it was a month ago, when uh, the Jonathan Major stuff came up, Galactus is supposed to be overtaking it. And that's why they've got the Fantastic mm. Four movie kind of barrel rolling in production right now. Um, But Kang, I mean, Galactus definitely is a big threat, but what are you going to do now? Now you've got to reset what you've been already trying to reset since what end game was 2020, 21. If I remember right, Mm -hmm. been almost three, four years. years. 2019. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. So then now you have fantastic four slated for midsummer release in 2025. You just restart six years of progress. Now start the whole 10 year cycle again. That's a mess, I'm dude. I'm curious about Fantastic Four, too, guys, because mm-hmm. 
all of those incarnations have not been successful, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually I'm interested to see how that movie does financially. I know it's a while away at this point, but um, that was something that popped into my head too. Like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna try Fantastic Four again. So I'm I'm wondering how that's gonna go. I'm torn Is on Miles it. Teller. Are they did they go with Miles Teller for that role, uh, Mister Fantastic? Uh, I don't know if that's that was in the reboot. Unless they're gonna try yeah. to reuse them again, which yeah, that was my no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. Um, I think they killed it, it with uh, what's his? I don't know. Oh, Tr- Straczynski. Yeah, forget his name. Oh yeah, yeah. like we showed up and and that's Strange. who I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm thinking Doctor of the other. Uh, that was kind of like movie. a. It was like a joke because what had happened was, um, I think he was wanting to. Um, like the, I think they wanted him to like star in it, and he was like, "No, I want to direct it." He's like, "I don't want to star," and he's like, "I want to direct it." He's a great director. So yeah, he's a great with Quiet Place and everything. So I think yeah. it was kind of just like a little like joke where it was like, "Hey, we'll throw you in here as like you know, Mister Fantastic," but <laughs> yeah, it's not really yeah. gonna be you in the role. Like, so I, I have no idea what they're doing with that. And and to me, Fantastic Four, that like you brought up Galactus, like that to me, that's like a whole other. State, you know what i mean like yeah. that yeah that's like a whole yeah. other like like to me it's like you you're done with kang that's when you set up fantastic four and do all that stuff i mean i but i don't know man it, it's it's so disorganized right now with what they're trying to do and only kevin feige knows really what's going on <laughs> at this point because yeah. i can't keep track of everything and and i think will brought up the best point when he when he mentioned and infinity war and endgame you did not need to. You, you didn't need to watch all the other movies to watch those two films, and I think that's why they're so successful. Because I think yeah. a lot of people went to go see them just out of hype from hearing like, "Oh, this was a great movie. You should see how it ends." And people were flocking to go see it. They and they may have not have watched everything prior to that, but it had its own. It, it had its own kind of confined story, right? And it had like a good little setup. To where, like, if you didn't know what was going on, they kind of just briefed you real quick. It's like, hey, this is where we're at, and here's the story. And then, of course, everyone's going to go see Endgame with the ending of Infinity War. So it, it was kind of like this very general where it's like, hey, the, the general public can come see this, and you don't need to you know, yeah. keep track of all these shows and all these movies that have come out. And right now, I think that's why they're in a corner where it's like, right now, you need to watch the Disney Plus shows at this point. Because mm-hmm. right. you, you, you're not going to know what the hell's going on. And I, it's it's fatigue i mean we're gonna start talking about dc here in a second but to me it's turning into superhero fatigue i know for you guys i know you said it's more formula fatigue but i was mentioning sure. to to will where you know where you announced the new superman and i don't even yeah. care like to me right. at any yeah. point in time, like, if this yeah. was like 10 years ago bro and you told me the new superman i, I would have been freaking out and yeah. i i don't even remember who they announced i oh, I, I don't think they did they announce the star yeah oh my god see okay <laughs> see your point yeah, dude, it's, yeah. it's 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 yeah. I, I get what you guys are saying it's like formula fatigue from marvel that's definitely there but i think it's, it's for me it's starting to bleed through to superhero fatigue to where like right. i don't care what james gunn is doing with with dc at this point and i love james gunn because honestly yeah. like the more the the um the guardians of the galaxy movies and especially the most recent one like he he's an incredible talent. Peacemaker was freaking incredible. I, I love this, yeah. the content he puts out. But when James Gunn is saying like, hey, this is my plan for Superman. And I'm just kind of like, I, I don't care right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I think that's a problem. And yeah, maybe. And like what you said, Chase, you didn't even know it was. And now I think they announced it a few weeks ago. I think I saw um, Boss Logic chalk something up. So I, I just don't remember mm-hmm. who it was. You know, I, I don't. It's an, it's a talent that like I uh, his name's here. I have it up right here. Uh. Cause like man, man David Corn Sweat. No Korn idea who that sweat. is. 
Yeah, I don't know who is. Yeah, I've never. Uh, but it was also like Henry Cavill. I didn't know who he was at that point. Yeah, and he was freaking yeah. great, dude. He's my so, yeah, he, he's Cavill. my Superman, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. He's I great. mean, they didn't really give him much to do, but dude, he was such a freaking great Superman. He was fantastic, freaking fantastic. But I mean, we can start transitioning to DC. But I mean, any? Do you guys have final thoughts before we 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 push on from this Marvel thing? I, I have one or two things, but I want to see where you guys. If you had any final thoughts about Marvel at this point, uh, I got a couple things. But Chase, did you want to go ahead first? I really think that's it, man. Like, I really do think yeah. it is just like mm-hmm. give me something serious with stakes in it, along the lines of Endgame and Infinity War, like yeah. that, and keep the the damn comedy low. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. need to always laugh. You know, like mm-hmm. because now it's getting yeah. to the point. If I go see a Marvel movie and if I don't laugh, it's part of the formula and it's gonna piss me off. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, if there's not a corny joke, like just change it up yeah. enough for me to be curious with what you're doing, not for me to be yeah. like, oh, it's a Marvel movie. Like I am right now with the Marvels. I, I mean, I like uh, whenever she was Miss Marvel. I liked it a lot. Whenever she transitioned to Captain Marvel. Kamala Khan, I like her a lot, but I just really don't care yeah. about the movie going to go see it. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's either going to be a waste of my time or Gabe pretty much gave me the thoughts, and I'll probably check it out when it hits Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my last thoughts yeah. on Marvel. Go ahead, Will. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just say this: uh, whether it's a matter of superhero fatigue or just the quality, right? Um, that's up for debate. We can't expect one genre to reign supreme you know, in perpetuity, right? Yep. So like, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, whether it's action films or like, like the Westerns, right? Horror, whatever you want to be. Every, every, every genre has peaks and valleys, right? And I think right now, I mean, superhero movies, they had their, they had that great run, you know, like we talked about. And right now it, it might be time for another studio, whether it's DC or somebody else or, or another type of movie to kind of, you know, take that mantle for a little while until, it's like you guys were saying, I want to piggyback off of that. You guys were saying that, you know, Marvel needs to evolve with their audience, right? Mm-hmm. Trends change. Audiences yep. change over time. You know, it's it's been a long time since, you know, this all started with Iron Man way back in 2008. You know, it's been well over a decade. Uh, and, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, they have to figure out a way to, to, to resonate with audiences again, like they did with, with that initial run of movies and get that buildup again and get people talking about it and, and get people that normally wouldn't want to see these movies, um, you know, get, get to the theater. Yeah. Gabe, you'll appreciate this. The Dark Knight. Yeah. I don't, love it. I don't look at The Dark Knight as a superhero movie. Yeah, it's more than that, and I think that's what Marvel needs to do. They have to stop being so obsessed with, well, we have to fit it within our formula. It's got to fit within our universe. Like, no, like think outside the box. You know, be different than than everything that you've put out already. The Dark Knight, I think, is one of those movies. That's a noir film. It's a neo noir yeah, crime, crime drama. Yeah, it's it's it, Batman exactly. in a crime drama. At least yeah. exactly, and and that's just. I mean, I still I will always point to that movie as an example of taking a, a, a superhero concept or a superhero story and turning it into something that completely transcends that genre. And I think that that's something that Marvel should should try to try to do with, with this next phase and whatever they're going to do moving forward, they just need to find a way to make it unique. Um, I'll say it again, just a sense of identity is super important, you know, for audiences because it's, it's what establishes the product that you're putting out is something different than, than what they've seen before, right. Or different than whatever else is happening at the time. And that's part of it. 
right? It, Iron Man at the time was new. It's like, oh, damn, okay, this is interesting. And that's why I think it's so beloved, you know, for people like me, because it's just something different. And it's just, it, it has its place, yeah. right? If you're, you're pumping out three or four of these movies a year, then suddenly it's, that's not that, it's not that special anymore. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. loses that and it loses that appeal to me. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about DC because I'll say this. I, I actually have enjoyed more of what DC has done in the last several years mm. than I have with Marvel. So um, yeah. we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, I, I say look at movies like The Dark Knight. You know, go back to, like we said with Halloween, you know, going back to basics. Revisit what was going on at the time with Iron Man, you know, because maybe, maybe that's what they got to do is just kind of go back to square one and, and, try something new just try a new approach so i think it's what you said well it's 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 identity right it's like taking these characters because we we all love these characters at least i love a lot of these characters and it's it's giving them their own sense of identity it's like making each film you know its own thing not a part of the mcu like take the whole mcu thing out of it make it its own thing and i think you know, there, I am optimistic about some things, like when they just announced that Blade's going to be rated R, because that was a big thing, that yeah. big gripe I had with that movie, where it's like, you guys are going to turn into this PG-13, like, you know, like, comedy sprinkled, like, no, like, Blade needs to be rated R, yeah, and exactly. it needs to be dark, and it needs to be gritty, and it needs to be something different, and they did great casting with that movie, too, it's that, I can never say the guy's name, I always feel bad, what's, uh, who's the new Blade? Marshala um, Ali? Marshala, yeah, yeah Marshala Ali. Freaking fantastic actor. Yeah. Great freaking choice for Blade, at least in my opinion. So, like, mm-hmm. I I think that they still have a lot of talent in terms of getting stars in these roles, really good stars that fit those roles. I think that they just need to back off from, like, the whole cinematic universe thing for a little bit. I think they need to just, like, let these characters kind of come into fruition on their own. You know, like, mm-hmm. do, like, one or two movies with these characters, and then maybe you can start focusing in on some, like, you know, Marvel cinematic threat that kind of brings them all together. But I think that's the problem, is, like, there there hasn't been any movie that just lets that character have its own identity. And when you go back yeah. to basics, like you said with The Dark Knight, I don't... I, I think what they looked at with The Dark Knight was just, you know, it's like, what's what's a good, what's a good story trajectory for Bruce Wayne at this point, right? It wasn't yeah. like... Like, you know, Batman, who's the next villain that we should bring in and all this stuff. It was just like, right. what what naturally would be a good, you know, plot point for Bruce Wayne at this point? And, and they killed it. And I think this, they, they could kill yeah. it with Blade. They can kill it with Fantastic Four. But you really need to focus in on those characters and not so much Kang. Like, if Kang ends up in Blade, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just done at that point. Like, it's, it's, well, it's, I, it's crazy. No, I, I, it's what you're saying. It it just has to feel organic. It just mm-hmm. has to feel more authentic. And I just think that's a great point. It, it's like, you know, I think what they're, what they need to do is not approach it when like, when they're writing these movies, when they're producing these movies behind the scenes, do not approach it from, okay, well this, ha- this is where it's going to fit in the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. They have to start thinking about it in reverse where it's like, okay, let's just make a great movie with a great story and a good character first. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, the cinematic universe should be taking a back seat to these individual stories. Yep. And I think somewhere along the line that those roles were reversed, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like right now with with Marvel. So, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, Marvel gets their their crap together, and um, 
and hopefully I, I i think they're starting to take note there was a variety article that came out about blade being rated r i know that they were like tossing the idea of like bringing back some of the original avengers which i think would be trash horrible yeah i mean like that would take away yeah. you know the the stakes of you know black widow's death and and robert downey jr's death in that movie like like that would just i'd stop watching marvel at that point <laughs> Yeah. If they brought those back, like it, it would just be trash. So just focus on the character. You have so many good characters to work from. You have the entire Marvel umbrella <laughs> to choose from. And just, you know, do those characters justice and you'll get, you know, a good payoff with it. Um, so so we'll leave it at that. We'll start transitioning into DC because I know I think Chase has some thoughts and about DC and where it's going and with the whole James Gunn um, takeover. Um, so let's start. Let's start delving into DC. So yeah, whenever it comes to the way I feel about DC, and it's very interconnectable with Marvel, everything that we pretty much said, right, when it comes to formula. So I have some positives and negatives about DC, right, in their trajectory. So they did everything completely opposite. They gave you very little buildup, gave you a very, very, you know, when I first watched Justice League and walked out, it was a 6 out of 10. But then when I found out that there was a different cut, you know, um, mm. I was one of those ones clamoring for it, and I definitely think it was warranted to release Dang. because it actually tied everything together. Was it? Yeah. I Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't infinitely better. That's one of those few four-hour-long movies that the runtime flew the hell by for me. Like, I was mm. so invested when it dropped on HBO Max everything. Same. That kind of ties me into, like, where the formula is. Because one of the few movies, and I do seriously consider Into the Spider-Verse the best superhero movie to come out since Iron Man. I really, mm -hmm. really do. Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. I get it's animated, and it's kind of it's kind of like comparing chalk to paint, right? Um, in the way that artistic expression can be used. Because the way that it tried to mimic a comic book frame, the way it tried to do this, the way it tried to do that, it came out so different. It gave me a newer character. Now Miles, you, you see people on Halloween that were dressing up as Miles. And, yeah. you know, yeah. to comic book fans, Ultimate Comics or Ultimate Spider-Man, that whole verse and everything where we get Nick Fury, um, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, which was literally based off of Sam Jackson. Mm -hmm. Fun fact for the people out there. They, uh, Sam Jackson let them use his likeness in the ultimate comic books with the agreements that he gets to play Nick Fury whenever they adapt it into the live action. So, oh, there you go. yeah, oh, so cool. yeah, it's a little fun fact all the way back from the 2000s. So, it's been predicted since the 2000s that he'd be Nick Fury. So, yeah. then you get into the across the Spider Verse, and it's a coherent story with high stakes. And then there's just the art, man, like, oh my god, the artistic style, everything, it pops. I remember. Seeing the trailer, I'm like, this looks all right. Went to the midnight premiere, and I was like, this was so different, you know? It broke mm -hmm. the formula, everything like that. And that leads me into DC with the way that I was saying with Justice League, then you get the Snyder cut. Justice League just came out of nowhere with the Whedon cut and just tried yeah. to be something so damn different versus everything that was precedented before it, which I appreciate to a degree, right? Um, but then that's where I felt like DC really, 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 really missed the mark. Of course, Man of Steel, I have some complaints with. I think everybody has some complaints with the way it was handled. But I also consider Man of Steel one of the best variations. And I say variations, not a tried-and-true formula like the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. That's direct from comics to, to screen, right? The Christopher Reeves yeah. ones from the 80s and the 70s, and, you know, going on. That, that, that's straight from comics to screen. When you get Man of Steel, I have so much appreciation for Zack Snyder for doing him differently. Because otherwise... I don't think I would have liked it as much, you know, the stakes. And I feel like it's been out long enough for us to talk about spoilers. So yeah, 
when it comes to Man of Steel, he killed somebody, right? Um, he snapped Zod's neck, you know, um, letting Pa Kent die and stuff like that. I felt like it was just different enough. Henry Cavill as Superman, the way that it was shot, everything about Man of Steel makes it my favorite or one of my favorite live-action superhero movies in the modern era. I love Man of Steel. Mm. Um, and then, Gabe, I believe you were touching base on earlier that he got wasted. Like, oh my, why couldn't we yeah. just at least gotten Man of Steel 2 before this whole oh, revamp? Dude, I wanted it so bad. You know, yeah. at least something, even under a different director. I just wanted more Cavill as Superman, not just in Justice League, right? So um, I think that's really where DC shot itself in the foot is after the Whedon cut, and then they finally released the Snyder cut. And then it just it just became all over the damn place, right? And I really think mm-hmm. that changed yeah. with Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad. Um, then you got all these different ones, which, again, I appreciate because they're trying so many different things. So, like, I'll go out there to see because I can go and genuinely – what is DC doing this time? You know? Um, yeah. So I, I really think they completely shifted uh, once Birds of Prey came out. You've got Aquaman. That's along that more comedic, lighthearted, almost damn near Marvel, Marvel tone. Marvel formula. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman's yeah. the most Marvel DC movie, in my opinion, as much as I like our Aquaman, because Jason Momoa, I don't think there could have been somebody better casted while trying to make Aquaman different than what he truly is. And I love Jason Momoa. I think a perfect casting, great direction. Um, and whenever it comes to, like we were talking about before we started going live, like you have so many more different serious toned DC movies. And it, whenever it comes to DC and I went and saw the Batman, it was like we were talking about with Superman. It's like ah, another Batman movie. Robert Pattinson, you know, you got the, the sparkly yeah. the sparkly guy from Twilight coming out to play Batman. Like how much am I going to buy into it? Then that freaking trailer dropped. Oh, my yeah. God. I still consider yeah, really that good. that little subway beatdown scene. That's one of my favorite scenes yeah. in a superhero movie ever. One-handed beatdown. One-handed blocks. Mm-hmm. One-handed, uh, one-handed everything. Like that's still one of my favorite one shot beatdowns outside of the Daredevil hallway scene from season one. That's one of my yeah. favorite superhero beatdowns of all time. And yeah. it, it's different than you get Joker where everybody like myself, why do I need a Joker solo story? Like it's Joker. Where's Joker without Batman? You know, who is Joaquin Phoenix whenever it comes to this? And it ended up being damn good. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. you know, until you got 1984. Damn good. I think that movie personally yeah. had some pacing issues and I didn't like the finale for Wonder Woman. But, yep. I mean, it's definitely up there as one of the better ones, right? Um, when it comes to the current trajectory and everything, I have no damn clue. You know, it is under James yep. Gunn. Peacemaker is personally my favorite thing that DC's done in the last few years. Um, outside of, like, the standalone Ben Affleck ones. I think that would have been a damn good jumping off point to restart everything mm-hmm. with Pattinson. Um, reintroduce a whole new saga. But now it's under the Elseworlds banner. Cool. I think yeah. DC does better yeah. whenever they don't try to do a cinematic universe, when they let somebody do yeah. their own thing. Um, and the Batman runtime just flew by for me. You know, Peacemaker confined into its own little box. That was one of those humor-filled superhero movies that I tend to have an issue with, or series that I loved. That was just great. Everything about it, like, you know, there's some scenes where he has, uh, what's it, Eagle, Eagy, I think he calls him. Yeah, the little bird, yeah. The bird, whenever the bird's just randomly beating the shit out of people from the sky. Um, I just think it's great. You know, John Cena killed it, and I really was one of those people in the camp. Why do we need this? Who the hell is Peacemaker? Mm -hmm. Why am I going to care? James Gunn made me care, you know, just like Mm -hmm. he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? He made me care. He did a great job. So I do believe underneath him that if fatigue at the box office, you know, really depends. I don't think 
it's it, and I still will stick now that we're in the DC formula that it is a formula fatigue, right? Because then you yeah. have box office uh, successes are relative for the Batman. I think they were expecting Dark Knight numbers, but I would consider that a success, just like Batman v Superman. I don't know what the hell mm-hmm. they were expecting, but I believe it did eight hundred and some odd million dollars against like a five hundred dollar post advertisement budget and everything. Yeah, eight hundred seventy three. Like, are you? How is that not a success? Just because it didn't break a billion? You know what I well, mean? Well, the budget for that movie was uh, the the reason people don't consider it. The budget was like anywhere. They're, they're saying two fifty to three twenty five, so it needed to break like <laughs> it needed to break pretty much almost what it made. Yeah, to even out. So but yeah, uh, yeah, on like three hundred and two hundred and fifty, you're still looking at whenever you double that six hundred million is two hundred sixty three million, not a hefty amount. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I would like 200. Correct me if you, I don't know if you guys would like $263 million. I would like $263 million. I'd love it. <laughs> you know? So I never understood that as much issues as I had with Batman v Superman. That would, I despised that movie when I walked out of the theaters. It had so many issues, <sighs> yeah. but I, I appreciated it. I think the ultimate cut changed it for me. Um, the, Dude, 100%. You know, it's a the way better cut. Ultimate cut is, yeah, uh, to chime in there with that just because, like, it, it is such a different movie when you yeah. add those like a few scenes and i mean it's still not perfect by any means because yeah. freaking doomsday is, is garbage but makes sense um it, but it, it, yeah it's like they they just they butchered it yeah they butchered that movie and the same thing with uh, justice league they to me they butchered that movie yeah um until the snyder cut came out but i mean i'll, I'll touch on that here in a little bit but i agree with you extended cut of batman v superman is way better yeah it's an infinitely better movie um, I really do think that they should have just stuck with Zack Snyder. Like, I know there's there's stuff out there. I mean, you can go and read it. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes issues and stuff like that. Um, and I think that was just them being hard on him. You know, I consider Watchmen, like, some people complain that, like, oh, my God. I remember when Watchmen came out, they said it's too much like the comics. Now you deviate too much from it. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. was almost page for page a live action adaptation outside of mm-hmm. i think the last two minutes right had a little bit of creative freedom in there and yep. i consider Watchmen one of the ultimate superhero movies i really do um, i consider yep. man of steel one of the most coherent super uh, superman stories from beginning to end where it gives you all this emotional buy-in where he's just not an american boy scout um, it mm-hmm. was different enough. It made me care. It gave him feelings, gave him emotions, not just, hey, I do right, you know, like the Christopher Reeve ones, as much as I like those. I even mm-hmm. have the Steelbook collection up there, like the little um, four-film set plus the bonus Steelbook. I love the Christopher Reeve ones, and mm-hmm. I even like uh, Quest for Peace. I find oh, man. fun in those little, yeah. you know, adventures and stuff like that, right? Because I love yeah. camp, and, I, you know, they're mm-hmm. different for the time right mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like sidetracked did you guys ever see the 80s um captain america live action superhero movie did you guys uh, know that existed a while back uh, yeah no yeah. i've seen it dude yeah where he's got like a motorcycle helmet for his war helmet yes yeah. <laughs> it's oh god i it, saw that like 10 years ago it's so bad yeah so it's like i i appreciate when things are like tried and true for their time and stuff mm-hmm. like that and i think dc gets a lot of hate because I, I even enjoyed Birds of Prey. It was different enough. You want Harley Quinn? Here's Harley Quinn. Dude, you know what I mean? I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm the minority with that. I, I When I came out, I walked out. I was like, man, I fucking love that movie. And yeah. everyone's like, that movie's trash. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, what'd you watch? <laughs> like, I get it. Like, you know, sometimes when it comes to DC, I think they do their characters a little dirty sometimes. Like Cassandra Kane, yeah. I don't think they set up her to be the mute Batgirl that, you yeah. know, that she is to become in the comic books. 
But, I mean, it's Birds of Freaking Prey. What'd you expect? Mm-hmm. You know, literally the title is like in the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That's like the official yeah. title of that movie, yep. you know? So, yeah, it, it, I, I love DC. And it's really because they don't try to stick to one constant formula. They're constantly trying different things, which to some people is a mess. Some people it works well. I still haven't seen Flash, yeah. so I don't know how the DCEU essentially gets wrapped up. Um, I've heard right. good things about Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle being like my second favorite DC superhero. Um, I love Ted Cord. I love Jaime Reyes. Whenever he was introduced in um, Final Crisis and then revamped into the or Infinite Crisis, I believe whichever one it was. And then he's mm-hmm. the Blue Beetle that we know. I, I love him. You know, um, yeah. I, I I think DC has a decent trajectory, but it's just like you said earlier, Gabe. I didn't even know who got announced as the new Superman, man. <laughs> like, it, you bring and up such like, a valid point. Dude, that would be like groundbreaking news. Like, yeah. 10 years, like maybe 10 years ago, that'd be groundbreaking news. Yeah, like yeah. Superman Man of Steel was because of the, the way mm-hmm. it looked shot, the way everything, right? Yeah. It looked so different in the cinematography. Man, I, 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 I got to give infinite amount of shout outs to the, the cinematography of Man of Steel. Like Dude, holy Man cow! Like the clothesline scene. Yeah, it's it's. I I tell people this sometimes they do a double take. To me, it's it's my favorite Superman movie ever made. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I know a lot of people sometimes will do a double take with that. And I love the Reeves stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Man of Steel is it's super underrated. And I feel like it 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 embodied just. It, it was unique, but in like the soul of Superman was there. I guess yep. the best mm-hmm. way to describe it. It's just like he, uh, Zack Snyder, you could tell he's really passionate about bringing like the best Superman story that he could. And yeah. it, it's wonky at the end with the destruction of freaking Metropolis. Like, I mean, like there's like millions of people that die, but whatever, who cares? Like, it's, yeah, you know, you get everything the, up. The side. yeah, I mean, but it's, it's really a solid. And, and, and Henry Cavill to me is seriously the best Superman that's ever been put on screen, I at agree. least in my opinion. And I love Reeves too. I'm not trying to downplay Reeves, but he, dude, Cavill just killed it as Superman. He just had that classic superhero look to him, and the way he he portrayed that character, yeah. I think he really he really cared about you know delving into. And and Henry Cavill's a nerd. I mean, he loves yeah. all the, you know comic books and all the nerdy shit. So you can tell he did his research in terms of like you know putting effort into bringing the best possible Superman on screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. I he wanted really to wanted to come back so too. Yeah. Yeah. And there was and, that little period where he was going to come back. Right. Where it was and like, vote, like and and then, uh, dude, I felt so that's bad. A mess. Yeah. Decided. Yeah. God, <laughs> that's horrible. That's Could you imagine being him? Right you like, you know, hearing <sighs> on the news, I don't think he ever got told that he wasn't going to, he got told he was going to come back and then he got told mm-hmm. that he wasn't, but he didn't get told that he found out through the internet. Found out secondhand, yeah. That is trash. Yeah, that's (laughs) trash, dude. That's how you treat one of your actors, man. And someone who's brought you a good amount of money, too, because I think a lot of people, I mean, what drove that universe was was Man of Steel, at least with Batman versus Superman and and Justice League and all that stuff. I mean, Henry Cavill did a great job in his role. Um, Yeah. I I, I agree with you, Chase. I mean, I think you and I agree a lot on DC. I I think it's... DC's very unique. They, they, They give you know, there are films room to breathe. Like every DC movie that's put out is like different. And I think that's why I liked birds of prey so much just cause it was, different. it was just wonky. It was like, it didn't care about like what fun. it was trying to do. It was just like a fun movie for Harley Quinn, just go batshit crazy. And, um, yeah. w- for me, I, I, I was super, one of the most disappointed moments was walking out of Batman versus Superman and walking out of justice league. Um, yeah. I was just so disappointed, but 
I think I think Warner Brothers just meddled in those movies too much, man. I mean, when you we talked about the extended cut for Batman vs Superman and then the Snyder cut for Justice League, Je- the Snyder cut for Justice League was freaking great in my mm-hmm. opinion. I think it was freaking outstanding, and you could tell where the studio just went in there and tried to marvelize Justice League. The, add yeah. the humor into it, add more, even the color grading. It was like, no, these colors brighter. need to be more like brighter, more vibrant. It's like, it needs to be a Marvel thing. And you get yeah. Josh Whedon <laughs> to do it, who did the first Avengers. So it's like, yeah. you could tell yeah. that they were just trying to, they were trying to shift into the Marvel formula when really they just needed, they need to kind of just trust Snyder at that point and just kind of do its own thing. And I think honestly, the, the Snyder cut, it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, and great 4K a lot disc, of, by the way. Oh yeah. Freaking phenomenal. And the, and but then they started kind of you know going into the whole Marvelish kind of thing with like Aquaman. Aquaman was fun; it had its yeah. humor in it, and you know, but it was like a super bright, colorful movie. And uh, same thing with Shazam. Um, Gosh, Shazam! It's yeah, <laughs> um, but it's just and the Flash was Flash was cool, man. I know a lot of people hated it when you know it came out. I mean, it's not horrible. I, I don't hate it or love it. I'm just kind of in the middle with it. It's decent. Um, it's some, watchable. It's watchable. I haven't seen I mean, it, but I mean, they wasted uh, what's his face? Um, oh my god, why am I blanking on his face? Um, Michael Keaton, Batman, yeah, Michael Keaton. They they Michael totally Keaton. wasted Michael yeah. Keaton in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, DC for me, it's uh, I, I think what they need to do right now, at least this is my take on it, and it, obviously, the studios wouldn't take this approach just because it's going to lose them money. <laughs> I, I, my, my take with DC is like, wait five years, yeah. wait five years to like build up some hype. And like finish, do your stuff with the Batman because obviously that's its own thing. And I know you have the Joker sequel coming out, which is kind of its own thing. F- finish those movies up, and then give us a little bit of a waiting period just to kind of yeah. build up some hype again. Because right now, uh, you know, kind of going back to the is it formula fatigue or is it superhero fatigue? For me personally, it, it, I, I'm at the point where it's superhero fatigue at this point. Like I yeah. maybe maybe just the Batman is the only one that I'm kind of like stoked for because I do want to see where Matt Reeves takes it just because it was so different. It's good. Um, yeah, it was it was it was phenomenal. So, but I, I'm just at the point where I just don't care. I really don't like right like we talked about super Superman announcement. James Gunn was super excited to announce the new Superman. I I, I breeze through the article. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll wait and see, you know, how he does. And that's not me, dude. Like, that's not me at all, especially for a Superman announcement. Like, I'd be there, you know, read, going through the article, reading multiple articles about it. And no, I, I read through it, like, breezed through it. And I was like, all right, I'll wait and see how it goes. And I just don't, I, I think James Gunn really just needs to look at it. And the studio won't let him do this. But I think he needs to say, like, let's take a break for a little bit and let mm-hmm. let this stuff kind of, you know, build up and, and build some hype for audiences because right now i'm just not hyped for anything i'm not i think the new one's called superman legacy or something like that is the one that he's something working like that. on yeah and they're yeah. gonna skip the origin story which makes sense you know yeah which i'm fine with i mean it's kind of like, like spider-man you know they did that with oh, yeah, the Batman. yeah yeah that was perfectly done like it still touched yep. on it and sprinkled on it yeah um, and it was like an early yeah. bat it was like year one kind of batman you could tell he wasn't like like he he's still you know when he dives off of the building and he just kind of crash lands like he's still learning but God, he's not man. like new either. That subway <laughs> so, scene like, though is like if you haven't seen the Batman at this point, it's worth watching oh, at dude. least the very first twenty right. minutes. I love the elevator scene with the flashing yeah. like bullets. Like oh dude, it's so good. It, yeah. It's a it's a fantastic movie. But my approach with DC at this point, it's like I think it James Gunn is a great talent. I think that honestly, like I, I was super excited hearing that that he would be taking it over because I honestly think everything that he's touched at least 
superhero wise. I love all the Guardians movies. I love Peacemaker. Um, I think he cares about the content. I think he's very knowledgeable. And Suicide Squad. Yeah, I I think he's very knowledgeable about the content. He cares about the content. So I think it's in good hands. I just think that right now I I need a break, dude. I need to finish off the Batman trilogy and then go from there. Yeah. Because right now I don't. Like if they announce the new Batman, I don't know if I I care. Which is crazy, dude. I got this. I got Batman tatted on my arm, man. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Like, really, if he was like, "Hey, this is the new Batman," I'd be like, "Uh, like whatever." I don't. I don't. He'll care. announce you as the new Batman, man. He's got you. Uh, no, I'm good on that, dude. <laughs> He's the worst Batman that ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I think I think DC and DC has the upper hand in my opinion because like they're getting a fresh slate. You know what I mean? So people yeah. are going to be excited to kind of see where they go with it, but. If I was a WB exec, I'd be like, let's let's sacrifice, you know, a few uh, a few hundred million dollars the next few years and then just dive into it three years from now, four years from now. Um, I think Marvel should do the same thing. Honestly, like if if we went five years without a Marvel movie and then you saw a teaser like the Red Band Marvel logo show up on a teaser like five years from now after not having any Marvel content, everyone would be losing their minds. Yeah. But it's just right now it's like we're it's just oversaturated i'm just i'm just done with it at least for me it's superhero fatigue at this point which sucks because i love superheroes yeah what about you will you said you like dc more if i understood you right Uh, right before we transitioned yeah well i and it's it's not that i don't like stuff that marvel's put out you know i have my favorites with marvel i like black panther um i I talked about iron man captain america the winter soldier i actually think that i mean that's my favorite captain america movie but i think that's a really well done movie and one of those Mm -hmm. examples of like in my top five for marvel you know so Mm -hmm. that's up there with iron man black panther um and i liked ant-man i agree with what you said about uh paul rudd i think he's perfect for that role you know um, but yeah, getting to DC, I just, I just like a lot of the stuff that they've put out. You know, I really enjoyed the Batman and I'm with you, Chase. I, I didn't think I was going to enjoy that movie. I heard Robert Pattinson. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I thought about the Twilight stuff too. <laughs> yeah. You know, seeing him in, in like the lighthouse and some other films, like he's really grown on me as an actor and he is a tremendous talent. So for me, mm-hmm. um, once I saw that trailer, I was like, damn, this is actually like, this looks this, fire. This looks fire. Like this, yeah. this, this looks crazy, you know. So I really, uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I have the Steel Book. Um, Joker's great too. Uh, yeah. I think again, I think DC is in a situation where, like you guys were talking about, like Justice League and Batman versus Superman. There's a lot of like studio meddling involved. I think they tried to do like what Marvel did, but without the time frame that Marvel had and the years that Marvel had to their advantage. You know, they started it much sooner than DC did. Uh, although, you know, to say, I mean, The Dark Knight was coming out of that trilogy. a lot of those yeah. Marvel movies too. So, you know, that's not necessarily true. Um, I, I just think that DC, again, they tried to do what Marvel did and were unsuccessful, but that actually worked to their favor at least in my opinion because they like you guys said they had more creative freedom with these different approaches that they were taking um and so you didn't get movies that were as formulaic and as as just conventional like like you did with marvel so um yeah i think to me i mean that actually it just worked so much better you know you had more creative freedom you know i i really hope that Marvel takes a cue from DC in in the regard that, you know, they're letting James Gunn kind of do what he thinks is best. And 
I, I think that's something that studios should do more often just in general. But if we're going to specifically talk about superhero movies, yeah. James Gunn has been very successful with with pretty much everything that he's done uh, within the genre. Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't love those movies, but I think talking going back to that sense of identity, I think they establish it much better than a lot of the other Marvel movies, right? They're mm-hmm. they're again, I would put that up there with with Iron Man. It just feels different, right? And I think that's because they let James Gunn kind of do what he thought was best. That's all they have to do. You know, mm-hmm. get somebody that's competent, that knows the material well, and let them just just let them do what they want to do. Let, let them, them carry out their vision. It will work. Yes. Yeah. You know, you don't hire a chef, you know, to cook your meals for you and then give him half the ingredients that he that he needs to make it good. You know, it's just yeah. not that's not how it works, you know. So um, I just think DC has to continue to do that. But I agree with what you guys said. I, I think overall um, a break would be good. It would be needed. You know, that way everybody can take a step back, kind of, you know, put the pieces back together, collect themselves and figure out how they want to move forward. Right. Um, I'm not as excited. I mean, I don't get excited for like superhero movie announcements. Right. So that that's never happened with me. Um, so for me, it's like I just if the movie's good, the movie's great. And if yeah. I love it enough, I'll I'll buy it on, on physical copy like I have with with DC movies. I actually own. I think more DC movies than I do Marvel. So, I mean, mm. take that for what it is. I just, <laughs> again, I, I kind of like those stories that are much more grounded in reality. Like Batman is a much darker story. The source material is, is darker. Um, the Joker movie was, was right up my alley. And I forgot to mention this when we talked about Marvel. Uh, Werewolf by Night, I mm. thought was incredibly well done. Um, and again, hearkening back to what I was saying, I'm going to repeat myself again. It just felt so different than everything else that that was being released yeah. uh, by Marvel, and that's what I want more of, right? And that's what's going to work. And and not only was it different, it was a really well made story. I mean, well, I should say the well written story, but it was the shots in that movie and the cinematography were were great. They even had callbacks to like the old school Universal monster movies, which I thought that's was cool. cool. You know, so not only did they allow them like creative freedom in terms of like within their own story, but in terms of like references to other movies, like within the horror genre and like classic horror films, like that's cool. Like that's the stuff that's like going to make something stand out and make something memorable, mm-hmm. at least to me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think DC has done a better job of allowing that to happen. I haven't seen Aquaman, but I agree with what you guys were saying because with everything I have seen, it, it just again that it feels like a typical Marvel movie, like with the color grading, just the mm-hmm. comedy aspect to it. It's like you don't, they don't need to do that to be successful. Just do your own thing and and tell the best story that you can, and just find a director and a, and a screenwriter and a team that's confident and that again knows the material. And wants to do good by the fans and, and just make something that's that's meaningful, right? And that's not yeah. just a an average, you know, product that can just be, you know, thrown into a bin with like a bunch of other movies that, that don't really uh, amount to anything, you know? Um, yeah. I just think DC, they're just kind of in a better position right now than I think Marvel is. So that's kind of where I stand on that. I haven't seen the Snyder Cut of uh, mm. of Justice League. But it's something that it's I'll decent, probably yeah, check out, sure. like listening to you guys. Yeah, because I, I didn't see that in theaters, but I, I think I saw it like afterwards, like I don't know if it was like on demand or whatever at the it's time. It's trash. 
And it was just, <laughs> yeah, it um, was hot garbage. Dude. It, it, it kind of I mean, goes it, without saying. You guys have already pretty much said everything that, that I would say anyway. So but I, 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 agree, I agree with what you said, Will, too. It's like the, the whole identity thing, but the thing with Warner Brothers that frustrates me is like they – they've done it before. Like you said, they've done it with like Christopher Nolan, you know, dark Knight trilogy. And like now with Matt Reeves, yeah. the Batman, like they, they've done it with some of these movies where it's like, you give, give the team creative control, right. And let mm-hmm. them do their own thing. And you're going to, you're going to reap the benefits of that. But right. I feel like like these studios, I don't know, like they, they do that sometimes. And then they're like, Oh, this is, you know, financially profitable. That's great. But then they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't understand like what, what they did right they don't they don't replicate that with other movies they're just like yeah. okay that just worked because it's batman or that right. just worked because it's this movie it's like no it's because you gave the team creative control to do its thing it's not right. because of the character it's because the film had its own identity and people responded to that yeah so i'm, I'm hoping they understand that that's what's making it work it's not the freaking superhero it's not you know it, it, it's and some of that does play a role, but it, that's not the case at all. I think it's really just like what you said, the screenwriter, the director, and the creative team that's involved. And that's what it yeah. boils down to, to, to make a successful movie. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of talented DPs out there. Like if you want, I mean, that ultimately the DP is mostly responsible, you know, working mm-hmm. with the director. I mean, that's, you hire a certain DP, they have a certain style, they have a certain lighting style, like what they like, what they, what like color grading, that all mm-hmm. plays a part of it. So, you know, it it also comes down to like what kind of story do you want to tell you know do you do you want a movie that's going to be darker you know in tone and in color and, and atmosphere i mean okay so find a dp that's going to fit that story mm-hmm. you know like like that's that's all part of that so um yeah i mean and we saw that with like batman and and the joker films i mean those are awesome movies on their own yeah mm-hmm. and i think getting back to what we were talking about with marvel that's why they work cuz i can just sit in front of my tv okay grab the case off of my shelf <laughs> pop it in and watch it and wow this is a great movie okay great that's it that's all i want i just yeah. want to sit down watch it and enjoy it without having wow i wonder how they're going to play this into the, the next three months it's like i don't want yeah. to do all that and i mean that's more of a personal thing with me i know there's guys that i work with that love that um shout out buddy you know, he is like the Marvel movie and DC cinematic universe, you know, encyclopedia. Like, oh, well, you know, WandaVision and this episode here, it like ties in. I, I, that's not me. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but your, your casual moviegoer is also not that person. So, mm-hmm, yeah. again, getting back to what I said before, it's going to work for both of them. Obviously, you want to maintain some semblance or some sense of like what makes a DC movie a DC movie and what makes a Marvel movie a Marvel movie. I just Mm -hmm. think they have to do a better job of finding a balance between, okay, this is part of a cinematic universe, but it's its own story. So for those that are going to see this and and have an experience just to to watch one movie on its own, Mm -hmm. I think there's a way to go about it where you can achieve that, where it, it can be a great standalone film by itself but if you want to watch it, you know, with with the whole mentality of okay, this is part of a bigger universe, then they also have stuff thrown in there that that connects with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a more subtle way to do that. They don't have to make it like so on the nose, like a lot of the stuff in the Marvel, like a lot of these Marvel movies. And DC has done this too with their more recent incarnations. Again, I think because they're trying to copy what Marvel does, because they think, well, they're successful, so let's just do the same thing, but it doesn't work. Mm-hmm where it's kind of like those those references within each film where it's like okay wink wink you know it's like 
this is what this you know and it's like oh that's what i see what they're doing there like i don't i don't want that you know we talked about like the fan service stuff too and Mm, you know they get into that a little bit and i don't want to go down the list of that because that's a whole like another three hours of like mentioning all the rise of skywalker (laughs) oh no that's the the one i always think of when i think of fan service yeah but it's like just just make a movie with a good story and and good characters like be faithful to the source material mm-hmm. but like find a way to present it that's unique right yeah, yeah. the source material is always going to be there for these characters right mm-hmm. i mean there's hundreds and thousands of issues that they can go back to and and you know take inspiration from um i just think they have to find a, a better way to present their vision and again what we said before the audiences are changing they're going mm-hmm. to you know it's never it's never not going to be that way so I just think they have to find a way to establish their own identity and, and just continue to resonate with people. But I agree. I just think overall we, it might be a little bit of, of a break, but I guess I'll pose this to you guys. So, I mean, ultimately, I guess the, the big question that I guess we can take out of this or take away from this is whether or not it is a case of superhero fatigue or just, you know, bad movie or, or like, you know, lesser quality movie fatigue, right? Or just more of the same. Right. Mm-hmm. One of those three things. Or or maybe it's it's a blend of all three of those things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's a large amount of superhero movies that are being released and a lot of them are kind of less than stellar, or like kind of fly under the radar in terms of, um, you know, audience reactions and approval. You know, that's going to become associated with the genre, so to speak. Right. Uh, to a certain extent. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it might be a situation where it's kind of a little bit of all those things. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely all those variables. It's not just one thing. Um, yeah. I, I think that it used the I, I think it was you Will, that talked about westerns earlier. I think we're yeah. just hitting that that same thing with westerns, man. Where westerns, you know, there there were so many coming out at that time, and it was it was just saturating the market, and people kind of stopped caring. It's not like people, you know, a lot of westerns, you know, they they took from different approaches, you know, whether it's drama or more comedic approach or whatever. But it's like no matter what approach you were taking, people were just tired of Westerns. And the same thing yeah. with like, super, for, at least for me, superhero movies, they're all sci-fi, like, you know, kind yeah. of fantasy movies. But it, it's just yeah. like, I am tired of seeing the same arc over and over and over with these characters. It's like, I get my powers or something crazy happens and this villain comes and I got to do this. And it's just like, I'm done, dude. <laughs> I am done with superhero movies. Um, I'll, I'll still go see them, which is, a, is super hypocritical of me, which is <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? I'm like saying I'm done, and then I just went to go see the Marvels. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's just, I, I don't know, dude. I, I, I'm, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just lost right now, man. Oh, but yeah. I, I am experiencing the fatigue for sure. Yeah, and I agree. I think it's all of those things, especially whenever, like, you know, because the formula thing to me, 100% applies to Marvel for sure 100% like I said like Thor Love and Thunder is just one of the worst movies in the superhero genre I've seen like it had zero stakes like I mean there were stakes in the movie but Come I couldn't on, bro, take those it llamas were funny man <laughs> oh dude man like was I like really was I supposed to laugh at them just walking and then hearing a llama shriek in the background I, I am the minority I will <laughs> represent the minority here I laughed at the llamas but did you go ahead. every single yeah. time god man it's just oh geez and i mean i'm in the minority because i found quantum mania fun but also literally mm-hmm. paul rudd ant man will get me every time mm-hmm. right so yeah. i found it fun shazam fury of the gods was trash like and i 
outside of like just having the differences from the comic book to that, like I found the first one fun. I just didn't like how childish Shazam is because he's supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon, yada, 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 comic book nerd rant, right? But I also need to shout out the the DC animated universe for people out there that follow that. Like that's one that they have successfully rebooted a couple of times and kept me invested since... I was a wee little lad, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're in the Tomorrowverse where they've kind of revamped it a little bit more, and it, it's still trying to gain some ground, but it, it's very solid. You know, even if you took some of these scripts and just threw it into live action, like I believe it was Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, that's still to this day one of the darkest superhero movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. My God, yeah. man. Like, have either of you guys seen Apocalypse War? No, I saw the trailer no. for it, though. Oh my god! Okay, so I can't even go remotely into spoilers, but oh my god, that movie is dark from beginning it looks to end. Messed up. <laughs> it really is, man. You know, like, geez, I remember sitting down just expecting another, you know, dark-ish one, but my god, that movie was dark. You know, the stakes were high. I cared, mm-hmm. and I remember every single second that something was happening. I was like, oh my god, they did that. Oh my god, they did that. And it would be just be cool if there was some type of buildup and payoff like that, you know, because the DC animated yeah. universe had heavy investment for it. It had a lot of uh, tried and true formulas, a lot of changes and stuff like that. And I mean, Will, to your point earlier, like, I mean, they've even successfully managed to have very certain aspects with like Wonder Woman. It tied into the grander DC extended universe, but it still felt standalone enough, right? Yep. Um, where I could watch it like the Joker. I could, I could recommend that to somebody. Yeah, you can just watch that. You know, you, you, it ties in yep. ultimately, but not really. It's just Wonder Woman. It's the same actress. Yeah. It doesn't, that's as far as it really ties in. So I, I'm a much bigger fan of it. And yeah, I, I can definitely see it being superhero fatigue because I used to go to see every DC movie at midnight all the time. Every Dang. single one. Every <laughs> single one. And I don't think since Birds of Prey I've gone to see any superhero movie at midnight or even in theaters I think outside of yeah because it in-game stuff was already out by that point I don't I've been waiting for them on when they drop on streaming or I just wait for the disc to go on sale like Shazam went on sale for nine bucks this Black Friday for the 4k or Black Friday Mm -hmm. early deals bought it glad I only paid nine dollars for it I can tell you that much (laughs) I can tell you that much but um, Blue Beetle, I'm excited to check out. Flash, I'm excited to just see how that stuff wraps up. So I'll eventually give that a mm-hmm. shot. And yeah, that's really where my thoughts kind of stagnate on DC. I'm a much bigger fanboy of DC. There's a majority of the comic books I collect. But for the most part, I think they, like you guys said, give them creative enough freedom. And they also have different universes. Like they kept their CW shows different. They kept their yep. HBO Max originals outside of Peacemaker mm-hmm. different. Like Titans, shout out to Titans. That's a very solid series from front to back. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. If you did not watch Doom Patrol, that is one of the greatest DC things or superhero things to come out ever. Um, mm. have either of you guys seen Doom Patrol? No, no I've been. It's been oh recommended to me though. Yes, yeah, some... it's different. Like the yeah. literally, they were given full creative freedom. At least I feel like because some of the mm-hmm. stuff in there. Some of the way the things go, it's warped, it's twisted, it's what you would expect out of um. Right, I don't believe it was Neil Gaiman. Um, Grant Morrison was the one that wrote the um, Doom Patrol series, where you had like the the moving street and stuff like that. The street that travels the world and has a little city that follows it around, and those were freaking weird. And they adapted mm-hmm. pretty much Grant Morrison page for page everything, and they kept the weirdness in there, the things that make you go, "What the fuck?" In that series, yeah. you know. Shout out to Doom Patrol. Had to give that a shout out. Sad it came to a conclusion in season four. But um, that's one of the best, most fun things I've had in superheroes since, 
you know, the buildup in the MCU and then the excitement for Justice League and then the disappointment, that emotional wavelength. Yeah. So that's pretty much where I stand on that. For those that are interested in Doom Patrol, because I'm probably going to try to check that out based on what you said. Is that HBO or what is that? Yeah. Is it streaming? It was Max. Okay. It was uh, or okay. before that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember whenever the DC Infinite app was launching when they had yeah. Swamp Thing and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, right, it, was, right, yeah. it was an original for that along the lines mm. of like Harley Quinn and then it went to Max okay. when they integrated yep. it and then now it's just Max. But yeah, you have to. And shout out, you can get those seasons if, if you don't care. Like me, that's my biggest barrier of entry. The 20 bucks a month, whenever I can probably buy these seasons, just rewatch them infinitely. Mm-hmm. You can get them on yeah. Black Friday. I believe season one's on sale for $11. You can get the whole series for probably less than 40 um, and that's two months worth of max subscriptions if you aren't already paying for it. But yeah, yeah, Doom Patrol, it's a short watch. I think it's eight to 12 episodes, depending on the season. It's great. It was a backdoor pilot in Titans, and then they just said, screw that, and then recasted, and then just kept it going from there. Yeah. And it's standalone. It's not tied to anything. It's its own thing. And um, cool. you have Crazy Jane in there. Yeah. High 10 out of 10, like masterpiece of a series, like genuinely a masterpiece of a series out there. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, you guys have to. At least the pilot episode. If you don't like the pilot episode, you probably won't like the rest of the series, but it's so zany. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I mean, I think... uh, Obviously, I think the same thing we said with Halloween. I don't think we wish Marvel or DC, you know, any... any, I mean, we want them to do well. Like, we want want them to, you know, get their shit together and, and just give us solid movies where they focus in on the characters and, like what Will said, kind of focus in on, on, on identity. And without that, you guys are just going to keep releasing these films that, you know, we're slowly losing interest in, and the box office is reflective of that at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially with streaming, with, like, the amount of content that's out there now, you know, you have to find a way to stand apart from everything mm-hmm. else. So, I mean, if anything, that's only going to get harder and harder to do. So, yeah. you know, you really got to put in the work and the effort to, to make something that's unique and, and um, you know, separate from everything else that's there, you know, in terms of distinguishing yourself, you know, in the sea of, of what's available to, to consumers. So, yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And we appreciate everyone that's been subscribing. Uh, we've been looking at the numbers and slowly climbing up. So uh, we just wanted to say that we appreciate you guys. Um, so thank you for tuning in and we will catch you in next time thank you everybody what do they say smash that like button (laughs) like (laughs) comment subscribe smash that like button on YouTube subscribe yeah and if you're on YouTube check us out on Spotify uh, spot oh geez I can't talk Spotify Apple podcast (laughs) yeah Spotify that's a new uh, platform yeah recently (laughs) check us yeah check us out and if you're listening go over to YouTube and do what Gabe said subscribe (laughs) or else see you guys thank you everybody